Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sook Sports Sunday. Uh, what an awesome, awesome weekend of football. I could not take my eyes off the Bills-Chiefs game. So this is coming at you after all of the games are done and the AFC and NFC championships are set. Uh, so I am going to give you just a little bit of breaking news, dive right into this awesome, awesome, awesome weekend of football. So let's get right to it. Strap in and suit up. It's Sook Sports Sunday. Welcome back. I am still buzzing from how good that game was. A game of the year in my book, especially with how much was on the line and how dismal it looked for both teams at multiple points. But just what what a great game. Uh, before we get into that, I did want to announce just a couple of really cool things that happened this week in sports outside of football. Uh, first and foremost, I, I'm going out, I'm buying every bit of team merch there is because Jamaica, for the first time since the team from Cool Runnings, has a bobsled team in the Olympics. Uh, I can't even even wait. I don't care if America is competing against them. I I will I will be all in for the Jamaican bobsled team. I will have the song playing on loop from the movie. I will probably beg my wife to watch the movie with me multiple times before that. Uh, so really really hype on the Jamaican bobsled team. Woo! Uh, then to baseball. Uh, big news coming out of that. The MLBPA, the Players Association for Major League Baseball is said to have their counter offer uh, to hopefully get this lockout finished and get teams reporting before spring training, which would be great because uh, they, they can't afford to lose games. Look, I, I reported about that earlier this year. Uh, baseball is going to get this wrapped up. I almost, almost guarantee it because there there's just too much money to be lost, and that's not even counting the concession stand people and the parking attendants and everyone else in the cities who thrive when their teams are playing. Um, we need baseball back. Baseball needs baseball back, and the players and owners definitely need baseball back. So hopefully that counteroffer coming tomorrow from the MLBPA uh, has some more amenable terms and can get this whole thing figured out so that everyone can get paid what they think they deserve and we can get baseball raring to go by spring training. Then lastly, a little bit on basketball. Uh, pretty soon these are going to be very, very basketball-heavy uh, once my favorite sport, I'm not going to pretend that there is any evenness between it. I am diehard a football fan first, uh, but I do love basketball, so season ticket holder for the Thunder. Um, lot, a lot of injuries, and it's making me really question what is going on here with basketball. Um, Clay, after finally coming back, was a late scratch for the Warriors this week with a knee soreness. Uh, Harris and his ankle rehab for the Nets is going poorly. Uh, Davis is still on the bench with that left knee injury, and the Lakers really need him. Uh, that, that's something I will probably give you in a Sook Sports Minute. Reminder, those come out every day, Monday through Friday at noon Eastern, uh, unless there is a game that I'm reporting on that day, in which case it will come out immediately after the game. But this week, there is no game during the week that I think worthy of a midnight report, so I'll be looking out for game recaps and other news on Sook Sports Minutes coming at you noon on Monday through Friday. Um, but yeah, and a lot of guys, a lot of guys hurt. 
Uh, and then Lillard, obviously, not in a huge rush to get back from his injury uh, after his surgery. And then Melo finally got back, which is great because the Lakers need it. But just, just a lot of guys getting injured, and especially the Bulls. They are just, just adding up. Uh, you have Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball, who are, I think it's six to eight weeks they're both looking to be out. Um, this is this is not good for the Bulls, who are looking like they could be the number one team in the East and are now probably dropping down to the play-in if, uh, if this injury and illness continues. Uh, but enough about anything besides this awesome, 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 I will say it three times, probably every time I mention it because of how awesome it was, weekend of football. So although I am still buzzing and thinking about it right now with the Bills Chiefs, I will go back in time to Saturday. Let's start with the Bengals and the Titans. Um, so much I loved about this game. Uh, my, my barometer for how exciting a game is, especially a low-scoring game, uh, is if my wife is enjoying it. Um, because in some of those SEC games where it's just defense and then bad play and punt, 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 uh, she doesn't get into it. But if it's, you know, big saving tackle for a defensive stop that leads to a punt or a blocked field goal that's leading to a, a lower score, it's very, very exciting. Um, and that is why this Bengals-Titans game was so good. Um, I think all of us were really, really happy for Derrick Henry to come back. Uh, his introduction in the stadium was awesome. They were like the return of the king. Um, absolutely cool game. But Joe Burrow, I I got to say, I uh, he beat up my team in the college football playoffs. I was there. It was not pretty. It was a very rainy, rainy night in Atlanta. Um, thank God for Morton Steakhouse being within a couple blocks of the stadium so we weren't drenched by the time we got there. But he is on fire. I know he did not throw a touchdown in this one, but 348 yards uh, and really just kind of controlled the game. Um, the Titans, when, when they could get it going and finally did get some points on the board to get it close in the third quarter, uh, it was still very, very controlled by the Bengals. Um, Joe Mixon, I got to tell you, looks like a stud. Uh, if I am making any more prop bets, uh, this is not condoning betting, but I, if I personally am making any more prop bets on first TD scores for the Bengals, I think I got to go to Mixon because he is so versatile out of the backfield and in receiving routes and also will lay down a block for, for guys like Chase. What a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Speaking of... Jamar Chase kind of kind of really hurt me in my parlay, but but I'm not going to hold it against him because he was awesome uh, with his 109 yards and five receptions, most of that coming at the end of the game for crucial first downs. Um, but this game was all Bengals, man, and really thanks to the turnover margin. Uh, yes, Joe Burrow did have the late INT, but those big Tannehill INTs, two of which, two of the three, were deflected and then caught. Uh, but that turned the tide of the game. Um, Bengals in control of this one. I also love, so at the end of the game, you, you got Joe Burrow saying, hey, that's why you draft a kicker, because uh, their rookie McPherson was drafted in the fifth round, which everyone was like, what? That's a little high for the Bengals. Well, sure enough, Mr. Ice in his veins, uh, Joe Burrow goes over to him right before the kick and says, well, I guess we're going to the AFC championship game before the kick. Like the biggest jinx of jinx. Uh, but what they do say about Burrow is that he exudes confidence in a way that gives the other players confidence and I guess if your quarterback has that much faith in you and then you go out you feel like you can crush 
a 52-yarder as time expires. Um, really just, just so awesome and really giving kickers a good name, especially because there was only one touchdown on either side during this game. So how about that? The Bengals. Uh, also, Joe Burrow, I guess I'm, his name is the hot word. If you're uh, playing a drinking game during this, take a shot every time I say Burrow. You might not make it that far. But Joe Burrow, only quarterback to be sacked nine times and still win a playoff game, but just stood in there so resolutely delivering these balls under such duress and pressure. Uh, before that, Donovan McNabb was sacked eight times and still won a game, and that was the only other time that someone with eight-plus sacks had won a game. Uh, McNabb was a while ago, so obviously that is something very hard to do. Um, but McPherson going four for four with the 52-yard game winner, scoring all the points uh, except for the mix-in touchdown. Really, really phenomenal performance by the Bengals and the first road playoff win in franchise history. So how about that? You went from no one ever sending a text about the Bengals ever uh, because the text message was after. I did indeed, after last week's game, text my father and say, hey, Bengals text, we won, woo, not we, I don't know why I'm claiming we, but the Bengals won, here's here's the first ever text, because I sent it right as the clock hit zero zero. granted I am on Hulu, so there is a bit of a delay, um, Viasat in Russia gets the feed faster than Hulu here, um, I was FaceTiming with my in-laws at halftime, and they were ahead of me by about a minute and a half, so Hulu, get get on that, please, I know, I know, delays and streaming and everything but a minute and a half to a feed going the whole way to russia do a little better uh but as soon as the clock hit zero zero on my screen i did send that text not only did they do that go out as a franchise get their first road playoff win and are now going to travel to kansas city to play last year's super bowl runner-up for a chance to play in the super bowl i when they drafted burrow one one two years ago i never in a million years and especially after his injury would have thought he could come back like he did, and then getting sacked nine times and, and getting beat up all season. Uh, please, even if you win, 32nd overall pick, is there's still plenty of linemen in this draft. Uh, not a lot of quarterbacks. A little quarterback week in this year's draft. No offense to Kenny Pickett. I love him, and any team will be lucky to get him. But uh, go, go get him some protection, please. You, you can't always win games with nine sacks. But they did today, and the Bengals are going to the AFC Championship by a walk-off 52-yarder from McPherson, winning 19-16. to Absolutely awesome. What a start to the weekend. Very exciting game, start to finish, even though the score and under were all day going to be present and low. But uh, way to go, Bengals. I- I'm cheering for them the whole way. I would absolutely love a Bengals-Ram Super Bowl, and I would love for the Bengals to win that. Um, but here we go. Let's Let's go Cincinnati. So then we get the other number one seed in the Green Bay Packers hosting San Francisco on Saturday night. Now, in the argument of rest versus rust, um, I honestly, the Packers, especially with them resting pretty much the entire second half of week 17 uh, in that loss to the Lions and then obviously having the bye, came out looking sharper. Um, And with all the conditions the way they were going to be, I was a little worried for for Jimmy G and the Niners. Um, personally, I, I was personally this weekend rooting for both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to get knocked out so that neither of the two guys who are probably going to finish first and second in MVP voting would be in the Super Bowl. Don't ask me why, but that's just kind of how I was feeling. Granted, I don't want San Francisco to win it either because then they will have more Super Bowls than the Cowboys. And, you know, since I was a... Uh, a wee young lad in 1995, the only thing I could continue to claim is that my Cowboys, you know, had five Super Bowls and only one team had more. 
Um, so let's let's keep it like that. Uh, but was cheering for them in this game, and they pulled it out. Uh, Jimmy G did have that one terrible interception. Um, now, granted, this game did not pass the wife barometer. Um, this game was slow, and it was sloppy. A lot of that was not their fault. Um, if you saw, at kickoff, this game had a windshield that felt like zero. So we've already got, you know, freezing, freezing temperatures, and it's cold, and it was affecting them. Uh, there were bad snap handoffs. There were bad tosses. There were really catchable balls that were just falling out of people's hands. Um, and that only got worse as the game continued because if you were watching, the snow just piled on. It was actually very, very fun to watch how much snow there was and basically the sheet of ice it generated on the field for the second half in Lambeau. Uh, but but a sloppy game and not due to the fault of any of the players. I think uh, everybody was playing pretty well. I, I think this was a very element-cause sloppy game. Uh, but that being said, not my favorite of the games to watch this weekend. Also, this game, I I think the most fun thing to bet on, again, not condoning about it, are prop bets for touchdowns because you are actively cheering on defense if the player you chose uh, is off the field and then have someone directly to choose for on offense and very specifically situational things. This game was a nightmare if you are a prop touchdown better uh, because not only did Aaron Jones not get the first touchdown carry for Green Bay, so you have uh, A.J. Dillon scoring the first touchdown. That was the only touchdown for a very, very long time. I had a uh, a, a couple guys on the 49ers who I thought were going to come back and get it after that. Uh, granted, I got to be excited about the possibility of that bet until four minutes and 41 seconds left in the fourth. But then we had a blocked punt taken back for a touchdown. I, if somebody had San Francisco to score the second touchdown of the game on defense, then then here's to you and you're buying me lunch because you made quite a bit off that. But an absolute nightmare for touchdown prop betting. Um, that being said, anyone, anyone who does not consider all three phases of the game was proven wrong in this one. Uh, you at the end of the half, which they shouldn't have even got a shot at it, but because of that timeout by San Francisco uh, kind of egging Rodgers on, hits that wide-open blown coverage to get him into field goal range, but you have a blocked field goal to end the half. Granted, this was a three-point game at the end, so that's major. Then, later, you have a blocked punt for a touchdown. So that is 10 points right there. Special teams are responsible for, with a minus three and a plus seven, if you are cheering for San Francisco. Uh, and then, obviously, Mr. Good as Robbie Gold with the 45-yarder to seal it. Um, what what an important, important game for kicking. Uh, and they didn't even have to draft a kicker in the fifth round. Um, but what, what a change. I mean, that is 13 points. That is all of the points San Francisco scored, which granted could have been minus three from the Packers. Uh, but minus three from the Packers and plus 10 for San Francisco is this game. That, that's it. That's, that is the game. So you had two walk-off kicks knocking off the two number one seeds at home. You, you can't make storylines up like that. It was such a phenomenal, phenomenal first day of football, uh, and I needed it after not a great wildcard weekend, especially with both my teams losing and me being dismally sad about it, uh, so sad and soppy that everything I recorded post-Cowboy game was just unusable because I was just moping my face off. So I needed this, and also, 
If I had to pick a team, I wanted to win both of those games. I would have been fine with the Titans. Do not get me wrong. They're an expansion team from my lifetime. I like Derrick Henry. I would have been totally, totally fine with them doing that. Um, But both of those games went the way I wanted as the mild supporter for both of those teams that I am and the anti-Rodgers fan that I am. Uh, Jimmy G holding it together. That hand did not seem super bothered by the cold, and it seems to be getting better uh, as, as the game goes on. He does lose a little momentum off his ball, and I think that will come back to bite them in the NFC Championship game. But good enough to win this one in the blizzard tundra conditions. So there you go. You, you Final score, San Francisco 13, Green Bay 10, obviously. And boom, two number one seeds knocked off by last second field goal. And San Francisco, the only remaining wildcard team. So finally, we get to Sunday. Sunday in the early slot, 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we have the Rams and Tampa Bay. Uh, Rams traveling to Tampa Bay with Tampa Bay as the two seed. Um This one did not look like it was going to be interesting because of how bad the Rams were controlling it the entire first half. And then, of course, you cannot count out touchdown Tom. His drives at the end of this game to tie it up were just masterful, both of them. And the Rams tried to give it away at the end there. All of the turnovers with with three fumbles, a turnover on downs, and a missed field goal. All in the second half by the Rams. They really, really were going to let Tampa Bay get back in it. Um, and they did not. Uh, thank God they built themselves such a cushion because they needed every single inch of it. Stafford, look, I got to say, I, I was a big Stafford Megatron fan. And now that he is surrounded by a better team uh, and a team that is all in this year. I mean, how many times have we said the Rams are really giving it to go all in this year? Granted, I think we've said that like for five years, but getting Odell Beckham, trading all of their draft picks for Stafford, having Donald there, having Von Miller there, uh, who made that awesome, awesome strip sack uh, on the back-to-back turnover plays. Um, They're they're trying to go all in, and it paid off this game. Uh, Stafford with 366 yards and two touchdowns. Really, really had good vision of the field. Uh, Was using a lot of players this game uh cup didn't really get going until probably the second half i know he did have his touchdown in the first half on the 70 yard uh catch and run but uh really spreading the ball around had good control so i was very happy i thought stafford looked like the player we know he can be and not the player he sometimes has been um that being said tom brady uh 329 yards one touchdown one kind of weird interception the way he walked down the field those last two drives um one with the epic mike evans 55 yard bomb on a blown coverage look here's the thing they always say that you know it's a game of misdirection tom brady will not be misdirectioned uh you can throw any defense at him he will not pick the player he's going to throw to before he will wait and diagnose what wasn't happening in the first half at all is he was getting no time uh, that ridiculously stacked line you have for the Rams was all, all over Tom Brady. Uh, and sure enough, as soon as he got some time, he was able to do what he did. Uh, same could be said on the other side. Stafford had all the time in the world in the first half, and then whenever he got a little rushed in the second half is whenever he started to have some of those quickly thrown balls and, and throwaways. Uh, pressure. Pressure was the biggest factor in this game, uh, including on the final drive, 
uh, when they finally got a little more time for Stafford, like they had in the entire second half, and he hits that huge, huge bomb to Cooper Cup, followed by another huge pass to Cooper Cup to set up the Matt Gay 30-yard field goal. Um, what what an interesting game. And, and look, Tom Brady, uh, I know there's been some musings this week that, well, maybe, you know, there's a lot of conditions, but I'd love to end with the Super Bowl. And, and so a lot of people were saying, well, if he does win the Super Bowl, maybe he'll retire. And guess what? I would have been kind of fine with that. I hate back-to-back winners unless it is one of my teams because I want there to be difference in the sport. I want the season to have mattered and not be, oh, you were the best team and you maintained being the best team. Granted, if you win and you beat all of these good teams and win the Super Bowl back-to-back, you do deserve it, but I don't like it. But had he won back-to-back Super Bowls for Tampa Bay and then rode off into the sunset, I kind of would have been okay with it. Uh, He's not getting any more Super Bowls for the Patriots. He's not doing anything there. He is going to be the greatest of all time forever. Um, And so I would have been fine with it. However, I am very fine with him not doing that. And I definitely think that with the exit to the Rams, he's not going anywhere. He is not slacking. He was not the reason they lost this game. He was the reason they almost won this game after they barely gave him any time and the defense gave up 30 points. Uh, Tom Brady, you are still one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. I had the pleasure of seeing you live about five times. Um, And what what a joy. What a complete joy to watch and will continue to be to watch. I I hate that you win so much, but I have to respect it. Uh, I don't think you're retiring, but if you are, way to go. You are not the reason... The Tampa Bay did not win today. Uh, That being said, congratulations to Matt Stafford. You got it done. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful performance by the Rams. I guess I am very much into the triplet repeating of words today uh, just because I'm hyped up. It was great football. Uh, But the Rams getting it done. And so how about that? You have two number one seeds, obviously hosting, get knocked off by a last second field goal. Then you have the two seed, also hosting uh, the four, as it were, because the 49ers win, uh, but also hosting, getting knocked off by a last-second field goal. I was like, man, why not? Why not a last-second field goal for the fourth game? Uh, but granted, I did not need any more excitement for that. But anyway, three teams, all hosted games, all to lower seeds. Obviously, that's how hosting goes. Uh, getting knocked off by last-second field goal. Congratulations to the Rams. They will be hosting the 49ers in what they hope is a dress rehearsal for two weeks earlier in SoFi. Um, How cool is that also? Never, ever been done that the team hosting the Super Bowl in their stadium uh, played in and won the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay doing it last year to break the streak. And now there is a very legitimate chance. Uh, The Rams are already three and a half point favorites on the 49ers. I think if the Rams perform like they did today and the 49ers perform like they did today, uh, the Rams will get that win. And there, you will have a team with a chance to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium back-to-back years. I, I can't tell you what the odds are. Well, actually, I can't uh, because it's in infinity, the chances of that happening, because it's never happened before. There, there has been zero occurrences of that before, so this would be a once-in-a-lifetime thing for us to see for now because it has never happened, uh, not even once, let alone twice. So congratulations to the Rams. Uh, they went all in on this year, and it is paying off. That defensive line can dominate games, and they have so many weapons on offense, and Stafford is getting mastery enough of the team that he doesn't even have to use Cup and Odell every single play to score and move the ball down the field. So way to go. 
Rams. Uh, very, very exciting game there. I was happy for a little bit more scoring, too, although I enjoyed Saturday's games a lot, uh, especially the first one. Great to see some points. A um, lot, of, lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, finally, we make it to the game of the year. Now, I will start by saying I am a little sad. I was definitely rooting for Buffalo. Uh, they have not been good in my lifetime, especially at the Super Bowl level. I like Josh Allen. I like Singletary. I, I think this is a very, very fun team. Speaking of, uh, I did have Singletary to score the first touchdown, and that paid for all of the terrible, terrible bets I got beat up for on Saturday. So thank you, Singletary, for feeding my pool. Hey, responsible betting. They say set your limits. So I deposited, and when that runs out, it runs out, and then we're done for this entire season. So thank you, Singletary, for giving me funds to bet on Championship Weekend and the Super Bowl. Um, but what what a phenomenal performance. Um, both of these guys, Josh Allen and Mahomes, should be very, very proud. Um, Josh Allen with four touchdowns. Pat Mahomes with three. Uh, Josh Allen, 329 yards. Uh, Pat Mahomes, 378 I honestly, if uh, if they had gone down, I would say, wow, this is like the worst letdown for Mahomes since the Texas Tech-Oklahoma game where he set the single-game passing yard record against Baker Mayfield and lost that one. Um, but alas, they did not. What an exciting game, though, with the Singletary. I, I mean, literally back and forth. What, we had uh, Buffalo took the lead, then a tie, then a lead change, then a tie, then a lead change. Then, uh, okay, the next score maintained the lead. Uh, but then Buffalo starts catching up. So then another lead change, finally, on the fourth, on the Buffalo TD. Then a Tyreek Hill touchdown for another lead change. Then a, uh, Gabriel Davis. By the way, Gabriel Davis, um, thank God I didn't bet beyond that. Because, I, you know, you think, okay, Diggs, maybe, uh, maybe Josh Allen will rush in another one. Uh, he's been very dangerous with his legs this year. Davis had himself a... Day, four touchdowns, 201 yards from a guy who I wouldn't have even looked at on the odd sheet. Um, amazing. And that's why this team is so dangerous. Um, unfortunately, Pat Mahomes is just Pat Mahomes. What what a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. I think if this would not have been sudden death, this would have gone back and forth touchdowns forever. Um, I don't think anyone could have stopped, especially in a fourth down, you know, game on the line situation. If you give the Bills four downs to get a first down, eventually a touchdown, I think they're going to get it, um, as proven by that amazing touchdown uh, to Gabriel Davis, the last one, the 19-yarders, where it's literally uh, two guys on the left of the ball, one guy on the right, really threaded the needle. Unbelievable. And then that taking all the time in the world to find the two-point conversion in the back of the end zone. Uh, that was uh, the Diggs one, actually, on the other Gabriel Davis, the uh, the first one of the fourth quarter. What unbelievable presence in the pocket. Uh, these offenses were just so exciting. Um, and so how about that? What, what was that, four or five lead changes? I'm not going to do the bit of going through the entire score again, because um, why would I? But absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the fact that Tyreek Hill got open on that 64-yarder to take the lead back in the fourth after Buffalo finally got it back um, that it's a, it's a shame, but that, that's what the cheetah will do to you. He is so fast and so good at finding those holes and Pat, uh, you know, evading contact to go and toss that up. 
unbelievable. And the accuracy he has on the run uh, it continues to amaze me. That's why I'm still so hype on this game because, like, the things these quarterbacks are doing, this is the future of the NFL, guys. Tom Brady is still that good, but he is eventually going to retire. Again, I say probably not this year. And you have these guys who are just running around playing amazing, amazing football. It makes me really, really jealous because uh, cause Dak, you know, statistically really not bad, but I, I – I did not see either of these playoff performances in him ever in a playoff game. Um, but what what a great game. I really kind of wanted uh, Kansas City to stall out and Buffalo to go down the field, kick a field goal, so that we had a fourth game uh, taking the home team out on a field goal. But it did not happen. Uh, so Kansas City winning this one 42-36. The, for the third consecutive year, Kansas City is in the AFC Championship. Um, going back to the Super Bowl, if they can take care of business against the Bengals. Um, that game does not have a line yet. Oh, just kidding. Uh, Bengals open as seven-point underdogs traveling to Arrowhead. Um, these should also be awesome games. Uh, I think the Rams offense and Chiefs offense might just be too much. But if Joe Burrow can keep being Joe Burrow, there are two more shots. Um, I think the that game, uh, first of all, that is the 3 o'clock game on CBS Eastern, followed by 6.30 on Fox for the 49ers Ram in the NFC Championship. These should both be phenomenal games. I, I, I have a hard time seeing a world where the Chiefs and Rams offenses are slowed down by either of these teams. Um, also, how about the Chiefs? Uh, complete disarray, first half of the season came back. Their defense looked like it did everything. Turns out they really just weren't playing anyone. Defense definitely improved, but not as good as they looked for that four or five week stretch. Uh, And then today did just enough, literally just enough to get it done. I mean, most games where you give up 36 points, it's going to be hard to win unless you score 42. Um, Great, great football. Uh, I'll, I'll do some more breakdowns. Uh, Look for that on Friday, my breakdown of what I think these two games will go like. Um, I do happen to give you my early, early prediction without doing the deep reading on Rams and Chiefs, but I would love, love a Rams-Bengals Super Bowl. I think that would be so much fun, so much new blood in the Super Bowl. Uh, Two very deserving quarterbacks, one because of his performance this year and one because of his performance over his entire career. Uh, But these should be great games. I'm very excited. Um, So that's it. I told you guys short and sweet this week. Uh, Be looking out for the Jamaican bobsled team. Be looking out for the Sook Sports Minutes coming at you noon Eastern, Monday through Friday this week, uh, and almost every week, unless, as I said, there's something to report on that night. Um, But this this is great. This has been an amazing season. These games really paid more respect to all of the teams, I think, involved um, by each of them getting getting to kind of be who they were, uh, getting getting to show their identity and it, it be, be playing well. Um, and no weird officiating whistles or bad spots. Although I will say, you saw so many more guys running down and picking up the ball and handing it to the ref to spot after that Dallas game. I That is going to be a coachable moment for the rest of my life. I think we need to change the clock anyway. Get rid of the two-minute warning and just stop the clock on a first down because that's what you're expecting a ref, you know, not Ed Hockley. He, not every ref is Ed Hockley to run down the field as fast as these 
ridiculously talented and fast athletes to spot a ball and your season depends on it. We, we got to fix that. So maybe, maybe we stop the clock on the first down. I don't think if you took out the two-minute warning, it would extend the game that long. But anyway, that might just be my self-talking because of my Cowboys. Um, but this this weekend of football really cheered me up after last weekend. Really uh, great, great divisional round, paying homage to how good the season was. All of these teams legitimately, I think, have a shot at and to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so we'll be looking out again on Friday at noon for my breakdown of the conference championship games. Uh, and thanks for listening, guys. This was Sook Sports Sunday.